Her hair is curly. It's beautiful. It looks glossy. Mm-hmm. Her outfit would give me a yeast infection. <laughs> like, incredible. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to our international film festival. Yes, I have really been, you know, getting to expand my movie palette. Sorry, mm-hmm. I was just, like really trying to integrate this into like food talk. But <laughs> I was like, how, what am I saying? What words am I choosing? Um, but all the movies that we've done have really like opened me up to different mm-hmm. genres. It's very exciting. Yeah, and this this one is one that I'd actually seen before, so I was super excited to do it on the pod because I don't know if we had done this sort of, you know, shifting of gears if we necessarily would have done a Bollywood movie, but yeah. let me tell you, it's a great freaking time. It is so <laughs> fun. Like, there was a review that I had read for this movie in particular, and it was like, yeah, of course, if you look at it too hard, there's some, yeah. like, questionable <laughs> things, but it's a freaking blast. Yeah. And it is. Okay? I, it's a I blast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, let's let's dive into it. Do you want to tell the people the amazing film we are covering today? Yes. We are doing the 2006 Bollywood heavy hitter Doom 2. You may be thinking... I've never seen Doom 1. Will I be lost? No, you won't. Because it's really not relevant. And in my opinion, I've seen Doom 1 like probably once, but the second one is better if you ask me. Oh my gosh. I just need to let the people know that currently Mo's boyfriend just entered her apartment holding flowers. And that's the kind of behavior that we like to see. You're being mortalized on the pod. That, thank you so much. Wow, that was that was some rom-com shit right there that I just witnessed via FaceTime. <laughs> My God. Oh, Lord. Back in biz- girl boss mode. Girl boss mode reactivated. Yes. The first movie is basically absolutely not relevant. Yeah. Even there was like um, – because his wife in this movie was in the last movie – but she has, like, one line in the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. and then they're like, yeah, fuck her. She's yeah. pregnant. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. You're going to Brazil. like, <laughs> And you're having a pseudo affair on the side. Mm-hmm. Question like, mark. an emotional affair, which you also – then you, you're like, fuck her, and you go to Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well – Let's let's get into the numbers because these numbers are pretty fucking massive. Yeah, the, the numbers don't lie here. Um, I had to do some math on Google, <laughs> of course. The budget was 350 million rupees, which is about 4.2 million, um, which I I would have thought it was way more because of yeah. all of the like stunts and CGI and like different things that they have in this movie. Right. But Maybe the rupee goes farther than the dollar. Yeah. Um, everything is more expensive in the U.S. <laughs> so, And then in the box office, they made about 1.5 billion rupees, which is approximately um, 18,081,000. Um, but I have – let me, like, reference the Wikipedia article because 
I want to just make sure that that conversion is correct. We take the numbers very seriously on this pod. We're not trying to give you any misinformation. Absolutely. Yeah, the release was really great. In the box office, it says it earned a total of 2,643,000 inside the US, but a total of 29 million 752 $841 in other countries, including mm. India. So that is higher than the estimated amount. Um, yeah, so worldwide, it was like a pretty massive success. Like yeah. people loved it. People were watching it. It's currently the 13th highest grossing film in India, unadjusted for inflation. But nonetheless, like it definitely became a really, it made a lot of money. Like it was a well-grossing film. Yeah, it was huge. So I, you know, listeners of the pod may know that I grew up in Singapore. And I think it came out when I would have been in like the fifth grade. And it was huge. Like everybody knew it. And we my like, my personal story with this movie is that um, we had this assembly every year, where every grade would do like a dance number from a different culture. Ooh. And for like this year my fifth grade class we did india and we did Dumachale. no way yep yeah how fun we did a lot of the choreo that they do in it obviously scaled down because we are children and just simply yeah. not at that very high level of dance but we had to change the choreo for like the the main thing where he's like do machale do machale they like you swing your arm up in like a lasso and what yeah. they do is like a, a hip thrust kind of yeah. thing <laughs> like a pelvic thrust yeah and they were like we're not going to let children do that so we just had to sure. then swing our arms and that's what we did instead but mm-hmm. when me and my friends would watch this at like sleepovers and stuff we would do the OG choreo at you know the ripe age of 10 but yeah, it was it was a great movie and we all loved it. And I was in London a couple years ago visiting my friends, like my friends from high school, and we all sat down and like rewatched Doom for the first time in years because we had oh all gosh. seen it in elementary school. So that's my little story. I love that. It is such a fun movie. And I've mm-hmm. only seen Technically, RRR, I don't think it's Bollywood. It's called something else because it, it wasn't filmed in Hindi originally. Mm-hmm. But it's like of the similar genre. Yeah. Um, and so I've really only seen RRR in this movie. But I want to watch more Bollywood movies because they're just – it's like so campy. Yeah. It's so fun. The acting is like so dramatic. And then the music and dancing is like cherry on it's top. It's so camp. <laughs> Like, yeah. I saw a tweet about a month ago that said everybody who's, like, obsessed with the big dance number in the Barbie movie just needs to watch more Bollywood movies because that's what Literally. they're all like. Literally. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah she's like um, – when Ken's like, oh, what are you doing tonight? And she's like, oh, not much. Just having a huge party with all my friends and a bespoke song. And I'm like, this. Yeah. This. <laughs> India's churning those out like butter. Left and right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. So as we mentioned, um, this movie was filmed in Brazil. It was actually the first Bollywood movie to ever shoot in Brazil, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also, of course, shot in Mumbai, in Namibia. I think Durban is the the city in Namibia that they Mm -hmm. were in. There we go. Yeah. So 
kind of all over the map, just like a certain character in this movie. Oh my gosh. Yes. And the film's soundtrack actually became the best-selling Bollywood soundtrack of the year. So if you need any further evidence that you need to watch this movie, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also, you know, won a bunch of awards at the 52nd Filmfare Awards. It received eight nominations, including Best Film, Best Director, Best Actress uh, for Ashwarya Rai, and it won mm-hmm. Best Actor for Fritik, I want to say. I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name but the actor who plays mr a himself yes and our last little just like fun fact is that the mumbai city police wanted to censor the fast paced driving scenes um because they were worried it would inspire indian youths to ride their motorcycles recklessly and i guess that was already an issue in mumbai so they were like quite worried about that and i was like surprised to hear that that's what they were worried about and not the way that police were received as like untrustworthy right. in the film <laughs> as, as like, like sure. kind of incompetent yes <laughs> yeah it's um it's the the police rhetoric in this movie is interesting well we'll get it into is. that it is it's really interesting um but before we do we just want to remind you that out now on patreon is our scott pilgrim versus the world episode so if mm-hmm. you are interested in hearing about that feel free to head on over to our Patreon. It's $5 a month. You get a bonus episode picked and voted for by the patrons. You get some other cool perks. We have a Discord that we love to chat in. So if you're interested, head on over. Yeah, sign up. And if you listened to the Scott Pilgrim episode, let me know in the Discord if you like when we add sound effects and like little clips from the movie into the episodes. Yeah, always love your feedback. And without further ado... Should we Vroom. <laughs> Let's get into it. That that was clever actually. That was really good. The opening is absolutely wild. <laughs> yeah. So Somewhere in the desert of Namibia, and as we have just learned, they were actually in Namibia, mm-hmm. there is a train. Who is on that train? Oh, is it the Queen of England? <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio. God, what a wild thing for you to see for the first time. Just be like, what the hell is going on in this movie? I was like, am I watching the correct movie? <laughs> and none other than little Prince William and Harry are playing cops and robbers with grandma. And the whole, like... Uh, goal of their cops and robbers game is to steal the crown which is actually on the train in a separate room and they're like going in and grandma's like bang i got you (laughs) so she catches them it's time for cake i think it's one of the boys birthdays yeah it's harry's birthday Mm -hmm. and then she looks out the window in the crown room and she tells her security guards to draw the curtains and one of the guards so audacious yeah he goes Oh, uh, with all due respect, Your Majesty, like, we are in the middle of the desert. No one can see it from outside. Yeah, you crazy old goat. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> the hell? <laughs> and she's like, if I can see the skies, then the skies can see it. Like, it's a little, it's a window. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to a man skydiving out of a helicopter 
As Harry is cutting his birthday cake, everyone is singing, the mystery man parachutes down, landing squarely on the train. Meanwhile, these fucking idiot security guards are standing outside the room. They're like, oh, have you ever touched the ground? No, have you? Who hires these men? (laughs) Literally incompetent. I need to speak with like the British royal crown and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. So the queen comes back and she's like, shh. And they're like, oh, of course, ma'am. And they let her in the room. Then the grandkids run past them. And who is following after them? The queen. And they're like, <gasps> what? But we, you, man, you just went inside. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wobble weeble. Uh. Yeah. So they go inside. Of course, the crown is gone. And in its place is a metal A symbol. It's like a throwing star. Yeah, yeah. It was the skydiving man, Mr. A himself, in disguise as the queen. So he rips off that mask, and he's walking on the top of the train. Two security guards get up there. They start shooting at him. He blocks the bullets with his, like, sandboard thing. Mr. A then fights, like, one of them. He literally is pushing these security guards off the train. Leaving them in the dust. They're dead. Yeah. Yeah. They're, no one's yeah. coming back for them. No. Nope. So. And then he just gets faced with more and more guards, but honestly manages to v- defeat them like very easily. Mm-hmm. Not breaking a sweat at all, just shoving them off the train. And then one last guard shoots an arrow at his backpack and it latches like in. It has a rope and he like latches the rope to the train. So then. Mr. A, like, locks into his sandboard, snowboard, whatever it is. He grabs Mm -hmm. the rope and then backflips off the train and is basically, like, jet skiing on the sand. Yeah. Holding onto the train. So this man keeps shooting at Mr. A and missing him. Again, terrible, terrible security guards. And while this guard is, like, fucking around with his shotgun – Mr. A gets closer to the train, so he's out of his line of vision, and then he backflips back onto the train, shoving the last security guard into the sand. He undoes the carabiner that, like, his rope is attached to and escapes into the desert, and as he is, like, sandboarding across the dunes, we hear the the famous whistle tune of the movie, the... And it says, Doom 2. Wow. Yeah. And in case you're wondering what, like, Doom means, it basically means, like, like, bam. Like. Okay. (laughs) It's an onomatopoeia. Yeah. 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 Josh and I were having this conversation because he was like, what is it? And I was like, oh, it means blast because that's Mm -hmm. on, like, the Wikipedia and everything. And he's like, does it just mean, like. Boom, like yes. doom, boom. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I love that. Yeah. It's like big, exciting noise is what it means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bam, bitch. Yeah. Um. So then we get the title song, the titular song, Dumachale, and we are in a warehouse full of the hottest people you've ever met Mm -hmm. doing the hardest (laughs) choreo you've ever seen yep to just the biggest drum beats ever just like pounding Mm -hmm. mr a played by roshan is in all of his glory completely oiled up completely Mm -hmm. ripped 
and he is having his solo moment when the whistling comes in, limbs everywhere. And (laughs) (laughs) it's just like really fun lyrics. It's like, doom again, run run away with me on a roller coaster ride. They're just exciting words. Yeah. Okay. This song is in English. Do yes. the lyrics make sense? No. Not but particularly. I really couldn't care less. <laughs> exactly. And we also see this signature move, which you mentioned before, the like lassoing and mm. the pelvic thrust. And they're just so in sync. Mm-hmm. Think of like we're all in this together, but like leveled up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So really hype opening number. Something I really admire about this movie in general is just that I'm always kept on my toes. Like, the energy is so high. Yeah. Yeah. The commitment that these performers have. Absolutely. Is unmatched. So we then go back into the movie after our beautiful opening title sequence song. Mm -hmm. And we're at this lake. We see some criminals. They're standing around on their boats. They have guns. And suddenly, a man on a motorcycle emerges from the jungle and lands on the boat. This man is Ali. And for those who have not seen the first film, a little backstory about him is that he wasn't Like, basically what he used to do in a former life is he was, like, a motorcycle dealer slash racer, but then he got involved with the police, helping them solve a crime about this motorbike gang, and now he works with the police. Mm -hmm. So, he lands on the boat and dramatically goes up to the big bad, and he hands over a suitcase, and he's like, okay, give give me the payment. And the big bad is like, oh, but I heard you work with the cops. And he says, I don't get along with the cops. So the big dad. This man has like <laughs> just like the cutest little face. Also the biggest mm. Nepo baby. Oh my he gosh. Is, yeah. He, um, let me look at his name really quick. He is Uday Chopra, Aditya Chopra's son. Oh my gosh. And he's the filmmaker, film distributor. Like there's like a whole Chopra filmmaking dynasty not related to Priyaka. Priyanka Chopra Jonas, no relation, but wow. yeah. Napo baby for show. But Wild. he's great. Like yeah, he- I really enjoy him. Oh yeah. I, I really love his uh his performance. So he's like, Yeah, I don't get along with the cops. And the big bad hands over the money and Ali walks back to his motorbike. And that's when the big bad looks down and sees that Ali has dropped <laughs> an ID. And it's literally his police ID. I swear mm-hmm. to fucking God, this guy is useless. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So he immediately fumbles and is like, oh, it's not mine. That's my friend Ali. Like, he works with the police. That's not me. And then, like, the big bad's assistant realizes that, like, the cocaine is fake and there's also, like, a transmitter in the suitcase. So it's, like, fucking amateur hour over here. Piling up, yeah. (laughs) So Ali is begging for forgiveness. He's like, I'm a dealer just like you. I just got, got trapped into this craziness by Officer Jay Dickshit. Like, it's not me. And then Ali offers to join them. He's like, you know what? From this day forward, I'm going to be with you guys. I promise I'm not a cop. But the guys obviously are not having it. Mm-hmm. So Ali then asks for one last dying wish, that after they kill him, they shoot that lowly Jay Dixit in the head. And they handcuff Ali to his motorbike and they shove him to the ground to shoot him. He closes his eyes and says goodbye. He calls out for his mom and for someone to save him. 
Then from underwater, so we have to assume that this jet ski has been chilling underwater somehow for like <laughs> several minutes. I don't know. We, we throw it away because it doesn't make sense. And the jet ski shoots out, ridden by the one and only Officer J. He jumps on the boat, shoots both of the bad guys, and this whole shoot-up begins with the men on the surrounding boats. But Jay and Ali manage to take a lot of them down. They also blow up one of the boats in the process because it just has, like, giant canisters of, like, oil sitting on it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Jay then lands his jet ski on the boat. He tells Ali, like, oh, you can't do anything right. I always end up having to come and save you. The shootout continues. And that's when Jay gets a phone call from his wife, Sweetie. And she is pissed at him because she is home all alone and pregnant and she's craving fish. And the man is literally dodging bullets. And I'm like, why did you answer your phone? But we, we throw it away. <laughs> we that forgot about it. Silent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then Ali gets a phone call. And it's from the bank asking if he's interested in a credit card. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, should I tell them to get one for both of us? Anyways, finally, there's one guy left in the shootout. The cops stand up. They both shoot at him. It blows up the boat. And then Ali is like, oh, this is so cool. Like, can I ride the jet ski? But Jay says no. And we cut to Jay on the jet ski while Ali is wakeboarding behind him. Incredible. Yeah. So immediately, like, that scene just introduces Jay and Ali as, like, Jay is the straight man. Mm-hmm. Ali is the funny guy. The comedic or, relief. He's actually not the funny guy in this film, but he is the comedic yeah. relief. Yeah. <laughs> so back at home, Jay is cooking Sweetie her fish, and she just complains about how long he's taking. And he tells her that that's no way to talk. And she asks why, what would happen if she talks like this. So she's giving some dude also i'm like she's pregnant let her do whatever she wants yeah there's just like i don't know what their chemistry was like in the first movie but it definitely seems like he is tired of his marriage or like yeah. very just emotionally detached at least so mm-hmm. ali then says an affair my aunt says 90 percent of married men have affairs when their wives are pregnant And Ali's like, but LOL, who would even get to have an affair with you? Looks like Sweetie is stuck with you. And him and Sweetie are like thick as thieves. They're like, ha, ha, ha. And Sweetie laughs and she's like, oh, you're right. There's only one for him. Then Ali calls him Mr. Grumpy and says he doesn't know how to treat women. They prefer poets like him. (laughs) And Jay is like, knock it off. I'm decent, you know, I don't fool around, but I just might go ahead if I wanted to. <laughs> and Sweetie's like, yeah, okay, go ahead, have the affair, but where are you going to find the girl? Well, well, well. <laughs> we cut to a woman in a shooting range doing target practice, making like a perfect cross with all of her bullets. And she slow motion walks down the hallway with the wind in her hair and all the men are staring at her in awe. She is like drop dead gorgeous. Her name is Shanali Bose. She is uh, the assistant commissioner of police, the ACP, and she's here to work on a case with the Mumbai police. Mm -hmm. So she goes into this interrogation room where there's, like, a pair of handcuffs on a chair, and she's, like, playing with them, slips her hand into them. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. But (laughs) the door opens, and she gets startled and, like, accidentally closes the cuffs on her hand. 
So who has walked into the room but Ali and he sees this gorgeous woman and is instantly has visions of them getting married and having children and also his motorcycle is there. So she asks who he is and he's like, oh, you're asking me? Like, you're the one in the cuffs. Like, who are you? What are you in for? And she kind of like rolls her eyes at him and he's like, oh, you know, if you cooperate, I'll help you out. You know, I think cops and criminals should be like couples, you know? Once that happens, all crime will vanish. And keep that thought <laughs> just tucked in the back of your mm-hmm, head. Mm-hmm. And she tells him to shut up and says that she's <laughs> not a criminal. He then pulls out his gun. He's like, hey, you better watch out because I interrogate, you know, the toughest criminals and they always confess. And she's like, okay, can you just like remove the handcuffs? It was a mistake. He doesn't buy it and he tries to demonstrate that one doesn't accidentally lock themselves in handcuffs only to do the exact same thing when Jay enters the room and he gets startled. Mm -hmm. And that's when we see that Jay and Shanali know each other. Oh, what? Yeah. So apparently they went to school, like they went to college together. There's lots of tension between the two of them. They also remember like details about each other where he's like, oh, you were row 27. She was like, oh, you were Mr. Longlegs. You never liked to swim in the pool. Like very interesting what's going on here. So Ali's visions then shatter and he instead sees Shanali and Jay having a happy ever after and a family. And Jay says, it's good to see you. And she says, seven years and seven months. And he asks, oh, do you even remember how many days? And she says, of course. Once a girl dances with you, she can never forget you. Wow. Laying it on a little thick, Shanali. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she is absolutely unabashed. Mm-hmm. They actually get down to business in the next scene. Shanali introduces the team to their case, A, the smartest and coolest thief in the world. <laughs> I was like, did I hear that correctly? Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, got to admit, he is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> she tells him, or she tells the boys, um, he goes after the impossible and cool because he only leaves behind his A symbol. And I'm like, that is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> They literally have no further information, not even a description or a sketch because he's perpetually in disguise. I'm just going to say the disguises are not good. They're not that crazy. (laughs) Like when I first, um, before I knew he was in disguise, when I saw the queen, Mm -hmm. I was like, what's wrong with her eyes? Because like you can see there's like an eye hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can see it's like a fake Mm -hmm. (laughs) on someone. And then the other ones, he just has, like, different hair. And I'm like, it's that's your face, though. Right. I, I think it's, like, a little altered. Like, maybe there's, like, a little distortion. Mm. But it is – it's not, like, significantly different. He's like, yeah. I'm dressing like a biker. I'm dressing like yeah. a, a, a weird pastor. guy with long hair. Yeah. yeah. It's not that insane. Yeah. But – Shanali has been following this case for two years, and everything he steals is practically priceless, but they have no idea what he does with them. And every year, he works for about three or four months and then completely disappears. And the most significant thing they've noticed is how random the thefts are. It feels like impossible to track a pattern. But Jay instantly figures out (laughs) that he is – yeah, just immediately (laughs) – 
figures out that he is robbing things all over the map to create an A shape and leave his mark on the world. And I'm like, that's what this smart, cool thief is doing. Mm-hmm. No that's one was even going to know. Dang cool. <laughs> <laughs> even the police couldn't figure it out. That is crazy that after two years of working on this case, she has literally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So he also predicts the next robbery. It's going to be July 14th, 2006. If you add up the dates of the previous robberies, it reveals the next one. And I'm like, bro, this is not <laughs> rocket science. And the next robbery, luckily for this movie, will be in mm-hmm. Mumbai in order to complete the A. And if he's not wrong, Mr. A is already here. Cut to Mr. A himself <laughs> walking down the street. And we hear, and if my guess is right, he's one step ahead of us. Mr. A is taking videos. He is working on his heist. And we hear Mr. A always robs in disguise. And yet he wants the whole world to know who he is. The signature says it all. He thinks he's an artist, not a thief. An unknown artist. Such an artist, though he is among us. Hidden. You can't look for him. You can only catch him. But nabbing such a smart thief is going to be tough. He's the perfect thief. And Mr. A is working on his gear. He creates a glove that also functions as a magnet. And he, like, has this can of Coke across the table that shoots into his hand. And... I think Jay says, it'll be great meeting you, Mr. A. I think we'll have fun. The drama. Yeah. I will say they use the word thief a lot in this movie, which is not like a colloquial thing in the U.S. Like, I yeah. feel like we never say thief. It's it's usually like, oh, that's a villain or I don't even I don't even know. It's It's usually like their job isn't thief. It's like a spy or a spy. i'm just thinking about all of the movies or like they're working like even in killing eve she's like an assassin like Mm. like an assassin is something that would be a character but i feel like whenever they said thief i was just like it kind of sounds like they're stealing petty cash from a gas station (laughs) yeah because i guess like like the oceans movies that they're thieves but i don't know if they ever use that word They just call them, like, criminals. (laughs) Yeah, like a criminal or something. But there's some of – I really want this movie to be um, translated by a better interpreter because some of the subtitles were really lacking. Yeah, for sure. I think that some of them are maybe, like, translated too literally. Exactly, yeah. So I do feel like there are some things that we missed by not speaking Hindi, but, Mm -hmm. you know. But they convey a lot through the emotion mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah. And they also throw in English words here and there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we go back to Jay's house where he is making dinner with Shanali and he tells her that in college he never thought a girl like her would join the force. You know, she was such a sissy and too stuck up to talk to anyone. And she says, but I would talk to you. Unbelievable. And then Jay says, well, that's just because you were secretly in love with me. And then even more unbelievable, she's like, I'm still in love with you. And then they're like, hee, hee, hee. And who's fucking sitting 
across the room. Dude. <laughs> His pregnant wife and Ali eating popcorn, just watching them. And Ali leans over and he's like, whatever you do, don't think of divorce. It's bad for the family. And she says, oh, no, I'm thinking of murder. And I'm like, I support you, sis, because that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they're way too canoodly. I don't even understand. Yeah. I would not be inviting that woman into my home. Although, I mean, no. he really doesn't cheat in the movie. It's more no. of just like he's – he – I want – I don't know if they cover this in Doom 3. The man has emotional issues. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, Shanali then brings the food over to the table. And fucking insane. This woman sits down at this woman's table after just flirting with her husband and says, Mm -hmm. sweetie, your husband is too sexy and such a good cook. How did you trap him? The way I would throw this woman out of my house. I would not be happy. Immediately. I would not be happy. First of all, you're calling her husband sexy. But mo- more importantly, you're saying, how did you trap him like she's not a prize? Like he's the prize that she's managed to to trap, to ensnare? I'm like, I agree. you're overstepping your bounds, lady. <laughs> but we move over very quickly. And Jay brings over their old college yearbook, which isn't a thing, at least in like north america where you have like an yearbook for college but maybe maybe it is in india and he's like oh look at you you were such an ugly duckling and she's like oh that's ridiculous i was the hottest girl in school everybody was after me i want to see the picture yeah i want to know if she was an ugly duckling or if she was the hottest girl in school because those are two very different things right i feel like he's nagging her and she was probably hot (laughs) yeah I, i agree she turns the page and she's like, oh, look who's looking stupid now. Look at this picture of you. He's like wearing a sarong because he lost a bet. And Sweetie is like enraged because she's like, whose sarong was it? And Ali is like, obviously it was hers. And Jay is then like, hey, show, remember your parrot green dress? You still have that? Because there's a college reunion tomorrow and everyone's going to wear what they wore in college. Since you're in town, let's go together. Oh, oh, a college reunion happens to be tomorrow? Mm. And you weren't going to bring your wife initially? Weird. That's weird. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, I don't have anything to wear. And he says, no problem. You can borrow something of Sweetie's. Bro. You're on my shit list. Wrong answer. Yeah. (laughs) So they go off to look to like peruse through Sweetie's clothes without her permission. And Sweetie asks Ellie if she commits two murders instead of one. You know, the punishment is the same, right? And he says, you know what? I vowed to my mom that I'd keep away from trouble and women. But for the sake of your family... I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to make Shanali fall in love with me (laughs) and she'll forget all about Jay. And Sweetie is like, how do you plan to do that? And he says, like this. (laughs) So we go to the college reunion. Shanali is wearing a just super midriff bearing orange dress. Which I guess is Sweetie's. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, Jay and Shanali meet in the middle of the dance floor and we start hearing the song Touch Me and it is honestly a bop it's like touch me don't touch me and it's so like flirtatious and like 
exciting. Yeah. And Jay sings about how hot she is and basically to like stop looking at him like that. If his heart loses its self-control, there will be no end to the rock and roll. Oh and my he's God. also wearing a Rolling Stones bedazzled t-shirt, mm-hmm. which I guess is what he would have worn in college. Yeah, because I think and, he said that they're a class of like 96 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she sings, asking him not to stand so close to her. With every word, he says, she can sense love is near. And everyone is eating the choreo up. It's a very, like, pink and orange color palette we have going. Yeah, super bright colors. And they're just singing about how, like, hot they are for each other when Mr. Ali comes in with a rose in his mouth and tries to, you know, save Sweetie and Jay's marriage. (laughs) And he's dancing with all of the ladies. Shanali literally does not care and just keeps singing to Jay until Ali whisks her away and sings to her about how he wants her. And she's like, I'm going to pepper spray you. Don't (laughs) touch me. And Jay's hands are just like hovering over her body to which Christina has written jail. Jail. (laughs) Yep. And at the, by the end of the song, Shanali gets stuck between Ali and Jay, just sandwiched in the middle, and walks away, leaving the men to end up, like, bumping butts together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we then get back to more important things, which is uh, Hottie McHotterson, Mr. A. So he exactly. is scuba diving under a museum And he sneaks through this floor tile into the bathroom. And that's when he gets to work painting his body for his next disguise. And I'm telling you, paint. Mm -hmm. Paint in a little palette. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in the Jewels of Taj exhibit, Shanali and Jay have set up extra surveillance cameras. They have two snipers on the roof. They have all the exits blocked off. And Jay asks, what if he doesn't come? And Shanali says that in Mumbai, there are only two places that he can strike, and they have both of them covered. So Shanali then gets a call from Ali at the other museum, asking her to go out to lunch with him. And she just, like, hands the phone over to Jay, and Jay tells Ali off, being like, you need to focus. You think that Mr. A is just going to let you take your lunch break, and then he's going to do the robbery? But Ali is like, come on, you know that the robbery isn't happening at the museum that I'm at. Otherwise, you wouldn't have sent me here. Like, come on. And Jay says, that's Mm -hmm. true. Fine. You can, like, go grab some lunch. Crazy that they only have him manning the other location. Yeah, absolutely insane. So inside the museum, Jay says something doesn't feel right because he's at the other museum. Mm -hmm. He is at the other museum. Yep. Mr. A has painted himself to look like one of the statues on the wall. He is standing in front of the other statues. Yes. But doesn't matter. That does not matter. We let it go. We throw it away. Exactly. (laughs) And he discreetly uses this little remote control robot to sneak past the circling police officers up a podium, which is holding a priceless diamond. And mm. this little robot, it's like, think of a Roomba if it was more mm. like ovally and tiny. And it's just like going along this black, these black tiles on the floor. Yeah. So it's not to like attract suspicion. 
Sorry, I, this robot was like fascinating to me for some yeah. reason. Like it, it doesn't suction. It like uses the pressure of the podium to like use its wheels and go mm. up. Anyways, yeah, the the tech is is pretty stellar for two thousand six. Yeah. Also, we're led to believe that these this particular set of guards have like no depth perception. Yes, not on the floor <laughs> or on the wall. No. So it gets all the way up the podium and. Um, Mr. A, like, dispatches the arm that the robot has to snatch the diamond while Mr. A turns on a projector that projects a hologram of the diamond in its place. So he's really thought of everything here. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, back at the other museum, Jay is looking at this, like, gigantic gold necklace in the exhibit, and he's talking to the curator about the original owner of this necklace, and the curator is like, oh, yeah, it's really beautiful. It belonged to this – I can't remember who it is, but it belonged to somebody, and, like, she had a temper, and mm -hmm. it originally had this central diamond piece in the middle, but once she got so mad that she threw it, and then the central piece went missing. And Jay is like, oh, my God. And he <laughs> runs to Shanali, and he's like, Mr. A isn't coming for the necklace. He only goes after things that are priceless, and the necklace is damaged. And Shanali's mm -hmm. like, okay, you go then. But, like, if you're wrong, we need somebody here. So Jay's like, peace. And he drives off. He calls Ali and tells him, get back to the museum ASAP. So Ali gets back from his snack break and has the guards close the gates and secure the exit points. And he starts heading into the building when he accidentally bumps into a janitor. It's Mr. A in disguise. This is probably his best disguise, I would say. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And Jay overhears him apologizing for bumping into this man and asks him who that was. He's like, oh, it's just like some janitor. And he's like, stop him now. I canceled all the staff today. Shoot his kneecap now. <laughs> But, of course, Ali, like, just being, like, a nice guy slash not very responsive, he turns around and he's like, hey, stop, man. Like, stop. And tells him to stop a couple of times. But, like, Mr. is like, what? And he's like, uncle, stop. Like, we need to talk to you. He comes over to him and he's like, what are you doing here? Like, your shift was canceled. And Mr. A is like, oh, at my age, you know, I forget my own name sometimes, let alone my schedule. <laughs> and Ali asks to see his ID. So he reaches into his pocket, gives it to him, and he presses this little secret button mm. that releases some mysterious goop from his <laughs> shoes on the manhole cover that he's standing on. And Ali looks at the ID, but there's no name. And the, you know, Mr. A slash janitor is like, oh, turn it over. <laughs> and Ali turns it over and sees A. Dun, 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 dun. Before anyone can react, the manhole cover is disintegrated and Mr. A drops underground, escaping. Wow. It really, it keeps you on your toes. So we go to the other side of the street where Mr. A, now no longer in his old man getup, explodes out of this manhole cover outside. Yeah. Ali and the other cops pursue him. Mr. A is literally on rollerblades so he could, like, jump over cars. They really put this man on rollerblades and said, you know, like, what's the sexiest form of transportation? <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know what? He's pulling it off. So he's like jumping over cars. He like scales down some stair railings. It's crazy town. Um, Ali is hot on his trail. So Mr. A uses his magnetic glove to pull him from car to car and like speed ahead of him. Eventually getting between these two double decker buses that he scales up like Spider-Man to avoid Ali's bullets who is, you know, shooting at him. Mm hmm. But Jay is also pursuing him via helicopter and is also shooting. And I'm like, there are civilians everywhere. And you guys obviously have terrible aim because no one's landed a single shot. (laughs) But Mr. A veers off the road and Jay radios like his location to Ali because he's closer. So Ali turns the corner. But it's this block filled with people running a marathon, like hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. And that's when Mr. A takes off. He takes off his, like, black outfit to reveal he's already wearing the marathon shirt. So I'm like, oh, my God, so well planned out. And he just runs right past Ali unnoticed. Um, In a drive, Ryan Gosling's character also does this after he helps bank robbers escape by driving a getaway car. He, like, goes to an Angels game. Mm. What are they called? Angels? What? Sport? The baseball team. I got Los nothing. Los Angeles. Yeah. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the going into a crowd, it mm-hmm. does seem like a really good disguise. Yeah. So if you are planning on committing a crime, maybe check out what <laughs> local events are happening in your city. Truly. <laughs> so we go to Shanali, who is doing some target practice once again. And Jay comes in and she tells him she's leaving town and resigning extreme (laughs) yeah it's so od she's like if i had gone after mr a i you know i would have never missed shooting him which i guess might be true because she has really great aim but jay says his job is to catch thieves not kill them so i guess he was trying to make uh you know non-fatal shot yeah yeah non-lethal maim him Mm -hmm. and chanali says one thief dead is one thief less (laughs) okay yeah the value of human life means nothing to you Mm -hmm. and says that they're wasting their time talking while mr a is leaving the city yes so we see mr a in a new disguise he is a pastor i want to say whoever it is that wears wears the little collar i don't know what's the guy in uh flea bag priest priest yeah, there we go. Because I'm like, yeah, hot priest from yeah, yeah. Fleabag. <laughs> so he is waiting to check in for his flight at the airport when he overhears this young boy desperately trying to get on the flight because he has a tennis match tomorrow. It's the championship, but he gets put on the standby list. And over by the gate, he tells Mr. A that he's wasting his time with God. Because if God was real, then he would be on that flight to go to his tennis championship. (laughs) What a little selfish prick. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, we see this news report on the TV saying that Mr. A just a few minutes ago called their news desk to say his next robbery will be at Junagara Palace, where he will rob the 600-year-old sword in the next 24 hours. And Ali goes... I must say, Mr. A's got style. 
<laughs> this reminded me of this like um so this was back when Justin Trudeau was running for prime minister for the first time mm-hmm. and he was going up against like uh Stephen Harper who's the conservative um nominee and mm-hmm. the conservative party had all of these anti Trudeau ads but it's like the most canadian thing you've ever seen where they're just like a focus group sitting around like looking at Justin Trudeau's resume and being like, oh, like he doesn't have this experience or like, oh, he wants to do this, but this doesn't make sense, whatever. And so the conclusion that they come to is Justin Trudeau, just not ready. Like that's the tagline. But at the very end of the How ad. mild. But the crazy thing is at the very end of the ad that what they really tie it all together with is one guy that just goes, nice hair though. And that's reminding me. It's like Justin Trudeau, just not ready. Nice hair, though. It's like you can't <laughs> deny. <laughs> oh my gosh! So they're like, you know, fair is fair. We got to admit, Mister A's got style. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my goodness. So Ali's like, you know what? Let's just offer him a deal because there is no way we'll be able to catch him. And Shanali rips up her plane ticket. And I'm like, maybe you could change your flight. That's a lot of money. <laughs> maybe you could get a flight credit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but meanwhile, Mr. A, as the priest, gives his seat on the flight to the tennis guy. Mm. And he... So we go to the palace, and while they're waiting for Mr. A to show up, Ali tries to put the moves on Shanali. He rests his head on her shoulder, and she, in response, uh, puts her gun to his forehead and says, sometimes, She's so not supposed to do that. Sometimes it goes off by itself, you know? And he's like, what? And she's like, well, if you really want to sleep, how about forever? And I'm like, this woman has no value for human life. So she then... <laughs> Someone get her a drone to operate. Mm, yeah, it seems like a great fit. So Ali then points out that Mr. A could be leading them astray and actually off robbing somewhere else. But Jay then walks up and says, if he comes here, he won't be leaving. That's a promise drama what happened to mr non-lethal yeah what happened to mr shoot him in the kneecap so as they speak mr a is already scaling the building he sneaks into the tower where the sword is held by just repelling down into the room but that's when we realize it's not mr a (gasps) but a woman oh my god because two coins roll across the floor to her And Mr. A is just hanging out on some stairs. He's having a little snack. (laughs) And he's like, one coin is original and one is fake, but it's hard to tell. And this is the first mention of coins, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man loves coins. Mm -hmm. He's a coin head, a coin freak. Big coin collector. So she goes to reach for the sword, but he stops her and hands her his glasses that reveal the invisible infrared beams, which if they breach, they will only have 30 seconds before the guards get there. So he also points out the electromagnetic stunners on the surrounding pillars, and he senses her confusion and then 
hands her the fake coin while he takes the real one and chucks it directly into the laser. The alarm sounds, the guards rush in, and he tells her to go for the sword when he says so. But she just grabs it for herself and lets all the guards get, like, stunned around her. They rappel back up the tower, throwing behind Mr. A's signature spur. (gasps) Mr. A says to himself, she shouldn't have done that because now I have to go after her. Oh, my God. What could happen? So as the cops are frantically running around looking for Mr. A, Shanali then runs into this mystery woman on the roof thinking that it's him. But then Mr. A himself appears behind Shanali and kicks the gun out of her hand, which literally like sends her fucking sailing over the side of the palace wall. Luckily, she manages to like hold on before she falls to her death. But Mr. A then uses this like magnetized rope to grab the woman and he jumps off the side of the palace with her while Jay pulls Shanali back to safety. Mm-hmm. So we have a face off. Mr. A and the mystery woman land in a random basement and she takes off her mask to reveal that she is hot. (laughs) Sexy lady on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just a great uh, little interjection. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm so hot. Don't you feel hot in all this? So she unzips her jacket Reveals a little crop top, some tiny shorts. He is, like, drooling. Yeah, she is drop-dead gorgeous. Ashwarya Rai mm-hmm. is, like, one of the most beautiful people on the planet. I think she was Miss Universe. She's Miss World. Yeah, yeah Miss World. Yeah. There you go. And she's like, are you checking me out? <laughs> I hope not. Because if you are, then you'll regret it. She's very, very playful, too. Mm-hmm. And he asks why she's using his name. And she says, because he's the best. And she refers to herself in the third person throughout Mm -hmm. the entire film (laughs) and says, Suneri is his fan forever. But you know who the next best is? Me, Suneri, the golden girl who lives in Bombay, but dreams of Amsterdam, Australia, America even. And he asks to hear what she thinks. And she says she wants to work with him. So he says... No chance. I'm better off alone. And she says that everybody needs a partner in this world. And this is a golden chance. After all, Sunera means golden. And she's good. She says, take me. I'm a worthy thing. Trust me. And there's so much tension between the two of them. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I don't trust anyone. And then he picks up the sword and says that since she used his name, the loot is his. And she says, go ahead. It's a gift from me to you. But think about the partnership. This is your last chance. Take off the mask. (gasps) And he says, she's good at what she does, so he'll give her some advice. Thieves shouldn't have partners. Stay alone, and you'll stay alive. Because if you're alone, then there's no chance of being betrayed, even by yourself. And I was like, oh, my God, even by yourself. Sexy lady on the floor. (laughs) Keep it coming back with more. How do you pronounce the name of this song? Crazy Chiare. Crazy Chiare. We are in a nightclub. Sinari gets her solo moment. She is singing about how her heart has been stolen and thoughts of him drive her crazy. And who comes into the club 
but Mr. A, his real face, no disguise. Wow. Suneri is dancing. She is, you know, going for it in this really cute tube top and denim skirt with leg warmers. Like she has like four outfits in this song. Because first there's like the leather bustier thing, and then there's mm-hmm. this one. Um, is this also the one where she has like that blue? It's like blue and oh wait, that's, that's Monali. Yeah, there's well, she has that blue one when they're in Rio. That's later. Um, okay, yeah, but that's she also has then. like the fedora fit in this one with like the mini skirt and the boots and the crop top and the vest. Yeah, I think that's the outfit I didn't like. Yeah, the the fedora is a rough one. Yeah, <laughs> but she looks incredible and she is dancing she is like fully outfitted and she's just talking about how she's really falling for mr a even though they just met mm-hmm. and she dances over to him puts her arm around him the outfits are changing they're re- revolving and then at the end of the song she walks away in slow motion and mr a can't take his eyes off her yeah, the, like the main hook of the song is Crazy Kiare, which translates to You Drive Me Crazy. Mm-hmm. One thing that I do find interesting, and I, I assume that this is probably a pretty common trend amongst other Bollywood movies, is that there's really only one verse in a chorus, and then they just repeat the same verse like over and over and over again. Yeah, I don't know what the typical song configuration mm-hmm. is. Yeah. But it does make it really catchy mm-hmm. and, like, easy to follow, so. Also, none of these people are singing their own songs. It's all, like, other singers. I think that this song, Sunari, the girl who plays her, does sing. Oh. But it's only this one. Let me, let me verify. No, it's someone else. What song am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of... um. My name is Ali, but it's the other actress, the one who plays Shonali mm. and Monali. Mm. For her, like, speaking parts in the song, probably. Yeah. 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 Everyone else is, like, just mouthing it. Yeah, because they, they also have, like, different – it's not like they keep the same singers for the same characters in songs. Like, there's different singers who for like jay in touch me than there is in like other songs yeah. yeah oh interesting yeah so after this solo moment sonari is walking outside in the pouring rain there happens to be a basketball court outside of this club and sure. <laughs> who is chilling in the basketball court but mr a in another disguise he has like long hair and a bandana and a handlebar mustache and he is bouncing that basketball. Sonari turns to leave, but then he's like, are you, like, checking me out? So she realized that, you know, it's him. And she's like, oh, I thought that you would leave town after your robberies. What made you stay? And he says that he wanted to see if she could also imitate him in basketball. So she drops her coat and they like play basketball in the rain. She immediately steals the ball and scores on him. And he says, not bad for a girl. And she says, oh, well, that's where you're wrong. And says that he's just like all the other boys. And she does this thing pretty much through the whole movie where she calls him funny guy. Mm -hmm. So she's like, oh, you're a funny guy, blah, blah, blah. 
And he asks if she knows a lot of boys. And she says, oh, are you jealous? But when Mr. A doesn't respond, she says, hey, I recognize that face. He forgets what he's going to say. And she says, oh, well, I have that effect on people. But he says, well, you're forgetting something. The game isn't over. So they continue (gasps) playing. Oh, my gosh. Mr. A makes shot after shot. But then Sunari has a comeback. He then gives her the ball and she offers him some advice. Get yourself a partner if you want to go a long way. So he steals the ball. Sunari tries to get it back, but she can't. And he tells her that this is an intentional game and it needs to be played with your head, not your heart. And if she keeps going like this, then she'll be here forever. Mm. And Sunari tells him that with a great teacher, she'll learn everything. And she holds out her hand. Mr. A then says that if they work together, she won't be his partner. She'll be his shadow. And she'll never be able to leave. How serious. <laughs> I know. I was like, this feels like Fifty Shades. Like, what's this? is like high stakes, right? contractual, like you will never be able to leave. But when she doesn't say anything, Mr. A asks why she's so quiet. And she tells him that shadows don't say anything. They just follow silently. So as Mr. A walks away, Sonari asks what she should call him, and he says, funny guy, and tosses the basketball. <laughs> um, she is also in heels in this. She's in heels pretty much every scene in this movie. Yep. Even when at the very end she's like working as a waitress, I'm like, nightmare. Let the woman live. <laughs> Give her a, a good arch, an orthopedic heel at least. I know. I agree. But we cut back to Shanali, who is sitting in bed with a cast. It seems like she and ended up like injuring herself during the mission, and she's yeah. in the hospital now. But someone walks in with this huge bouquet of flowers, and she's like, oh my gosh, Jay, you shouldn't have. But April Fools, it's Ali. Wow. And Shanali tells him a fool is as different from flowers as he is from Jay. And he tells her to forget about Jay and that he is in deep trouble. Everything he suspected was wrong. Ali says that he knew there were always two of them. They were a pair, um, like this team from his hometown. One would rob the back pocket and the other would rob (laughs) the front pocket. So she asks Ali what his point is. And he tells her now that they have two thieves, they need two honest officers, him and her. And she asks about Jay, and Ali's like, oh, it's not looking good for him. You know, you were injured. He let the thief get away. You know, I think Jay should be suspended. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, you literally screwed the last mission. Mm -hmm. Like, they caught onto everything, and he had to save you. Yeah. So show us where Jay is, and Ali tells her he took Sweetie to the gynecologist because she's going to have a baby. Then Ali asks show if she wants a baby, and she points her gun at him. Which so. she just has. She's, like, hanging onto it in her hospital bed, yeah. I guess. The cat and the mouse game continues. <laughs> She's like, I, I really do keep that motherfucking thing on me. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> so we then go to a movie theater where, what are they watching on the big screen? Cars. <laughs> I had to look this up because I was like, is it Cars? Is it Cars 2? But, like... No, Cars came out in 2006. Like, they're watching Cars, and Jay is wearing an Ed Hardy hat. (laughs) There's so much to unpack. Like, how did they even get the rights to that? Right? I'm I'm also shocked. Yeah. 
They're like, we have to make the movie theater realistic. Yeah, we must show like four different clips from cars. Yes. Yeah. So- <laughs> it's like half of their budget. Yeah. So Sonari sits down next to Jay in this movie theater and he says she's always late and she asks why he's always early. And Jay says that he likes to see things from the start, whether it be a film or a robbery. So we, you know, we're clued into the fact that these two aren't working together. Sonari is a double agent. And Jay asks for info on Mr. A and Sonari says you can ask him himself. Like, ask him yourself. He's on his way here. I'm sure if you talk to him sweetly, he'll tell you everything. And Jay reminds Sonari about how she was supposed to be arrested six months ago, but she pleaded with a kind police officer who let her go and didn't put her in jail. So, like, you gotta get something for me. And Sonari tells Jay that she's working on it. You know, he's taken her on as a partner now so they can arrest him. Like, you got it. But Jay Mm -hmm. says they don't have any grounds for arrest. Like, they have to catch him during the robbery, not before or after. And I'm like, not after? I guess because he doesn't leave any evidence is the the main issue. Mm -hmm. So, like, they can't prove it in court. So, like, they need to catch him in the act kind of thing. Yeah, I guess. But he's also, like, at some point he tells her, like, don't think – don't think too hard about it. Like, you're not good at thinking. Like, yeah. Jay is not a nice guy. No, I really don't like him. And I can't believe he's supposed to be the protagonist. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't root for the police in this movie at all. Right. I do think it's an interesting subversion, though, to make mm-hmm. the protagonist type character, like, the one that we're not really rooting for. Yeah, for sure. Sonari then asks Jay what'll happen if Mr. A finds out that she's working for him. And he's just like, well, he'll probably kill you. And then we cut to like a scary part of cars where like one of the cars is scaring another one. (laughs) What's the truck? What's the truck called? Like rusty old truck guy. Oh, Mater. Yeah. He's like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Very appropriate reaction. Yeah. So Jay tells Sonari that there's always a gap between thieves and cops, and she fills that gap, and she tells him that's where she's stuck. So then this, like, curly-haired, bumbly man comes and sits next to Sonari. She's just kind of, like, weirded out by him, and it takes her a moment, but she does realize that it is, in fact, Mr. A in a new disguise. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh, I'm on holiday, so don't worry. I know you. And then he offers her popcorn. And he tells her that after the interval, because what I realized is that in movies in India, I guess, there's like an intermission because there is a title card in this movie that says intermission. So you get like a little break. And I'm like, that is something I think we should implement in North America. I'd love to use the bathroom during Oppenheimer. I'm just, I mean, I'm just going to go. I don't care if I miss yeah. two minutes of Oppenheimer. But there are other movies where a girl is struggling. Absolutely. Because movies are long now. <laughs> but So long. Anyways, so he then tells her, you know, during this intermission, she's going to take a taxi to the airport. And there's a ticket and passport in her popcorn bucket. And she's surprised. And he says, this is an international game. Dun, dun, 
dun 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 I don't know if they say this. I think they just like whisper. They're like, create excitement, create a storm once again. So we see a plane landing on the tarmac and we hear the flight attendant say, welcome to Rio. Montage of different sites in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. We see Sunari walk through the airport just flawless after this insane long haul flight and jay and ali also arrive in rio and then lastly we see mr a arriving in rio walking through the airport do you want to know how long it takes to get to rio from mumbai yes 20 hours yeah (laughs) her hair is curly it's beautiful it looks glossy Mm -hmm. her outfit would give me a yeast infection like (laughs) incredible oh my gosh so Ali and – I'm like, I hate him so much I forget his name. Um, <laughs> Ali and Jay are at the beach. Ali's freaking out and is asking Jay for like the 10th time. He's like, is this the right place? Is this the, is this the correct spot? And Jay tells him that Shonali said to meet at the Copacabana, so this must be it. And Ali says that ever since he met Sho, his life has gotten worse and worse. And now they have to stay with his with her sister. And he asks Jay who Shonali's sister is because they're surrounded by like hot women. So I think that he thinks it's gonna be a drag staying with her twin sister. Yeah. He doesn't know that it's a twin at this point, just like her right, sister. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but he's also like freaking out because this beach the Copacabana is filled with beautiful women. Mm-hmm. So Jay tells Ali that Shonali said to just ask anyone around, like everyone knows her sister. And Ali asks him who they should ask when a volleyball team like hits him or when a volleyball hits Ali and some gorgeous women are like, oh, please give us our ball back. Please give us our ball. And he's like, is this allowed? (laughs) So Ali tells Jay, you know what? I'm going to ask that woman in the yellow bikini because my bike is also yellow. And he starts going over, but Jay points to a beautiful red haired woman carrying a surfboard that is clearly Shanali's sister, Manali Bose. And they are played by the same actress. So Mm -hmm. they're, they're twin sisters and Ali is just gawking at Manali and the fact that they're twins. And we see this little, like, (laughs) it's hard to tell if it's a vision of Ali or if she's actually doing these things, but, like, we see her surf. She stretches. She does yoga on the beach. She plays volleyball. Just, like, generally is hot doing everything. doing hot girl (laughs) things. Yeah. So Manali takes Ali and Jay to her house where she says this like very cringe inducing long hello to her house. She's like, hello, housey wowsy. I missed you so much. And I'm like, "Ah!" she's pretty much mostly thoughts or sorry, mostly vibes. Not so many thoughts. Yeah. 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 And she's like, oh, yeah, some people think it's weird, but I like to say hello to my house. You know, you would say hello to somebody that you live with. And I live with my house. And Ali is like, bet. I love it. Hello, house. So nice to see you. 
And he's like, in India, I do the same thing. I say hi to my bike. I say hi to my toothbrush, my fridge. And she's like, wow, we're so similar. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, you have to introduce me to your house. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Absolutely. Howsy wowsy. This is Ali. And um, what's this guy's name again? And Jay is like not having it. And this is one time where I do feel aligned with Jay because I'm like, this is ridiculous. But (laughs) he's very grumpy. So they go inside and Manali says, you know, I just love India and Indians and we all have to hang out because we're all Indians. But there's just one thing. And Ali says, let me guess, you don't speak Hindi. And he is right. But she is responding to everything he's saying to her in Hindi. So... Manali is like, oh my God, how did you guess? Are you like, are you an astrologer? But Jay says, no, he's a mechanic. And Manali is like, oh my God, where have you been? I've been looking for someone like you. Can you fix my hair dryer? And he's like, oh yeah, of course. You know, I fixed the plane on the way here. Just like so <laughs> ridiculous. And you know, Ali then has his vision. He imagines them married with children on the beaches mm-hmm. of Rio. And Jay tells Ali to forget about it. She doesn't speak a word of Hindi and, like, God help your English. But Ali says it doesn't matter if his English is poor because he speaks the language of love. So Jay then tells Ali that he's here as a cop, not a lover boy, and goes off to his room. Manali asks Ali if Jay is okay, and Ali calls him a nutcase in Hindi, like, teaches her the word. And Mm -hmm. Manali says he doesn't seem right and Ali gestures like crazy and she understands. So she tells him that she's so glad that they're staying with her. She hasn't been to India in so long and with them here she feels closer to home. She then hugs Ali and he imagines them running across the beach like literally Baywatch style with their four children and Mm -hmm. then he says a prayer thanking his mom for sending him Manali. I get her promise of like, oh, I was born in Mumbai or India, um, but I had to like move at a young age, whatever. But her accent is so thick that I'm like, this woman speaks. You don't speak any Hindi? Yeah. I'm like, your sister, you're, you presumably grew up at the same place as your twin sister. Exactly. We just, we throw it away. We let it we go. We throw it away. We got to throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Got to throw it away. So that evening, Sinari walks out of her bathroom and she's just showered. She sees a dress laid out on her bed with a note that says dinner 8 p.m. Hot. I love, I love. I'm like, I want to walk out of my bathroom, see a new outfit Mm -hmm. on my bed and a note that says dinner at da-da-da. I cannot tell you how much I wish that like it was easier for me to shop and find clothes that fit me properly so that Matt could just, like, buy me a dress and, like, leave it and be, like, put it on. But I'm, like, I need to try on everything. Like, you can't just yeah. buy me something. <laughs> Especially with women's clothes, it's, like, a size four in one brand is a size six in another brand. Yeah. Exactly. There's, like, a pair of Ann Taylor pants I have that are a size zero. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wore a size six dress the other day. Yeah. Like, it just does not make any sense. It makes no sense at all. And I'm, like, oh – I would be this one size, but then my boobs are like, well, you got to wear two sizes bigger. Right. So. It's it's too much. Mm -hmm. Please. When did it end? (laughs) (laughs) It's hard being a girl. 
Um, <laughs> so I am going through puberty. Oh my gosh, my voice keeps cracking. So Suneri gets ready. She walks downstairs to see a man in the kitchen. It's Mr. A, lust in a mid mid tier disguise, <laughs> um, preparing dinner, and he tells her, "Not bad." She looks gorgeous. Yeah, like he's he's joshing around. Mm-hmm. And then they sit down and eat. And this is like a gorgeous house. Also, it's like yeah. a modern, huge windows, and it's. He's created like a beautiful meal. There's like salad, there are vegetables, there's wine. And Suneri compliments the food. She's like, yum. He like did an amazing job. Yum. I love undressed arugula. (laughs) And Mr. A is like, you don't have to force yourself to eat it. And she's like, do you have any regular food? Something really unhealthy? And Mr. A lets out, like, a little chuckle. He's like, huh, sure. And the next thing we see is Suneri just putting massive amounts of, like, ketchup and mustard on what looks like a McChicken and (laughs) (laughs) begins eating it ravenously, except we're actors and the bites just look so fake. Mm -hmm. She's, like, pretending to, like, stuff it in her mouth, but it looks like she's just, like – the way she's holding the it, I'm like, Ashraria, have you ever had a burger in your life? Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. But she does tell Mr. A that he doesn't look like a cook, and he tells her she doesn't look like a thief. And anyways, this isn't his real face. And I'm like, it kind of is. Like, like your real it face is. is just like a more chiseled version of the mask that you have on. Yeah, you just, like, don't have the weird rat tail and bandana that you're wearing right now. Yeah, it's giving <laughs> the weekend in the idol. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just the grossest man. Mm-hmm. This scene also, like, especially with, like, him laying out the dress, her coming down for dinner, mm-hmm. it was giving me Beauty and the Beast. For some, like, beauty it was really giving me Beauty and the Beast. beast. Especially yeah. because he looks awful in this scene. <laughs> I hate this. I really hate this disguise of his mm. where he has like the little chin piercing and yeah. the long hair and stuff. He just looks unkempt. Yeah. We only have to see it one more time, luckily. But mm. after dinner, they go out onto this terrace and Mr. A asks Tuneri if she's scared. You know, she's in an unknown place with an unknown guy. And she says that she might not recognize him, but she knows him. You can change your face but you can't change yourself. And he tells her that a thief can change himself, and she reminds him that she's a thief too. And she says that when they met, she only saw his eyes. He may be a thief, but his eyes are honest. And they're beautiful, might I just add. I can't remember if we said this on mic, but like Jeremiah from The Summer I Turned Pretty, like his piercing Piercing. (laughs) eyes... Very much the same vibe. This is the green version of that. She says that there's something about him that tells her that he'll never harm her, and she trusts him. So he looks out at the gorgeous view, takes a drink, and Suneri asks if he trusts her. Then his phone goes off, and he says, that's enough conversation for one night. Time to go to sleep. Training begins at 6 a.m. Sharp. And off he goes. 
I really whispered that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, at Manali's house, she has made Ali and Jay Indian food for dinner, and Ali tells Jay that she's totally Indian, like – our mom would have loved her. <laughs> and Monali is like, oh, yes, I love Indian food. Cut to the Indian food that all looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, curry, curry, curry with like some white sauce on top. Yeah, it just all looks like butter chicken. Right. And honestly, to like anyone, I'd probably be like in America, like, okay, yeah. that looks like a curry I've seen before. But they're like – They're like, what fresh hell is this? (laughs) So Manali points out the different dishes and she's like, this is this thing. This is a lentil thing. This is another curry. But like I said, they all look the same. And then Jay just asks, how about some poison? Damn. And I think he says it in Hindi. Yeah. Because she's like, what did you say? And he like repeats it in Hindi. And Monali asks Ali if she, like, missed something and says she keeps forgetting his name. And he says it's Jay and he loves the food. He's just not used to traveling so much. So, like, his stomach is upset. And Monali gives Ali another roti. And Jay tells him if they have to eat this food anymore, he's going to the hotel. And Ali will be going to the hospital. <laughs> and he asks Ali to tell Monali this. And Ali gestures to Manali that Jay is, like, suffering. I think he motions, though, that he's, like, crazy or, like, a nutcase. Yeah. And Manali tells Ali that it's weird. She understands everything he says perfectly, but she just doesn't get Jay. (laughs) And I think this is, like, also a common theme in the movie where, like, Jay is so off-putting that Mm -hmm. people are like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) What's your freaking problem, dude? (laughs) Right. And she asks if that's what's called a nutcase. I think she says it in Hindi. Like she picks up on what he's saying. And Ali's like, oh, she's too smart. She holds his hand and then leaves to get him more roti. And Ali just like has this dream of them running across the beach again with their kids. Yeah. And I'm like, things are looking good for you, Ali. I think this dream may become a reality. Yeah, she seems into him. Yeah. So after dinner, Ali is still having his little daydream, and Jay asks him if he's in love, and Ali says, yep, I'm quitting the force. I'm moving here. I'm going to live with Manali in a small little house. We're going to live happily ever after with our kids. Happy family. You know, they'll be expats. And Jay is like, oh, interesting. Have you given her the good news about this? And he's like, oh, don't worry. I will tomorrow. You know, my mom always said that you should declare your love in the morning, (laughs) fresh and early. (laughs) I love his little, like, things where he, like, is like, mommy, please, or, like, (laughs) yeah. Um, So in the morning, Sonari gets up early to start her training with Mr. A, Mm. and he walks up his real face. Whoa. And we hear the theme of the movie. Dun, 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 dun. And he tells Sunari that from today, nothing will be hidden from her, not his face or his name. And he extends his hand to shake Sunari's and introduces himself as Aryan. And I'm like, oh my God, a vulnerable man. Wow. (laughs) 
And then he tells her that no one's ever seen his face before. And I'm like, I get that he works alone, but like someone drove the helicopter that he used to like hijack the queen's train. Yeah. Like people been seeing you. Right. I'm also like your family. I don't know. But yeah, we, who knows? we throw who it knows? away. What's we forget his backstory? <laughs> and he says, from now on, we live and die for each other. Granted, no kiss. They have not like no. had any romantic interaction yet besides the like constant tension. Right. And they grab hands and Arian tells Sunari that she not only has to be his shadow, but also his reflection. Wow. And I was like, who translated this little bit? Because they did a good job and maybe they just cared about this scene more. Yeah. But I'm getting a little lackluster translation for some other parts. Yeah. Like the poetic nature yeah. is present in this one where it's not in other parts of the movie. Exactly. They're standing on this cliff. Arian tells Sinari that she needs to see everything through his eyes. And he says that he trusts her and asks if she trusts him. She says that she does. And he says, so jump. She's like, what? And he's like, what? Jump. So they jump off the cliff together. And we hear this like theme that we hear very frequently between the two of them where it's like, mi amor y mi corazón. And it's like very dramatic. <laughs> they jump off the cliff. We see them drop down the cavern, but midway down, he, like, latches a carabiner onto her. And there's a rope so they don't fall to their deaths on this waterfall. So back on the beach in Copacabana, Monali and Ali, they're hanging out. And Ali has this daydream of running into her arms. And then he gets hit in the head with a beach ball and, like, comes back to reality. And then we get the song, My Name is Ali. He bursts into song. He professes his love to Manali. And we see in this, like, montage, while that's happening, meanwhile, the house that Sunari and Aryan are training in, they, like, share wistful glances. They try each other's favorite foods. Aryan tries, like, Coke and a burger. And she tries spaghetti and wine and... I guess that's, like, Italian food, so it's, like, more upscale. Yeah. Ali and Monali are at the Christ the Redeemer statue. And Ali sings about how he doesn't know what's happening to him. He's fallen in love. We get a Spanish verse in here. <laughs> Arian dresses Sunari for a mission and, like, hands her the gun. Like, amor en mi corazón. <laughs> yes. He, like zips up the back of her top and it's like very much like slow instead it's just like mm -hmm. yeah. so then Ali and Manali are on a boat and he tells her she's his ultimate desire but he says it in Hindi and she's like I don't understand what, <laughs> what? that's cool <laughs> and he's like I'm totally lost in your love shift to a party on the beach at night where Ali continues to flirt with Manali and they start dancing by the fire and she draws him in and then walks away and they end up dancing together while the guy 
playing the saxophone is like doing his thing. But Ellie looks at the saxophonist and like winks at him. Yeah. I love this song. It's like a very fun little song. And I can't remember who the singer is for it, but whoever's singing Ali's part, beautiful voice, like so mm-hmm. smooth. Ali just has such like a cutesy wootsy face mm-hmm. that when he acts goofy, it's very like teddy bear esque. Yeah. Very endearing. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll have a himbo category for the Star Dazzles, you know, this year. But if we do, I think that Ali could definitely be a nom for Himbo of the Year. Definitely. The funny thing about Ali, too, is he'll act like this day in and day out. And then he gets on a motorcycle and he's like shooting bad guys. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, the focus is interesting. Inside of you, there are two wolves. And uh, (laughs) one of them is a hopeless romantic and the other one is a motorhead. So the next day, Aryan is back in his nasty long hair disguise, and he spots Jay at a coffee shop reading. So he actually goes over and sits down with him, and he speaks to him in Hindi. So Jay is like, oh, Indian, you don't look it. And they introduce themselves as Vijay and Amit, even though they literally both know who each other are. Does Jay know that he is Mr. A? I assume he knows. I assumed so too. And then later on, I was like, maybe he doesn't because when they're at that big party, he sees Mr. A walking towards him and he's like, the queen, the janitor. And like, Mm. oh, yeah, I guess maybe not. I just assume from like the way that they're talking. Right. It's very cryptic. Yeah. That like he knows. But uh, Ariane takes out like a little pouch from his jacket and pours it into his coffee and says it's his secret ingredients, the difference between, you know, good coffee and perfect coffee. And what is that? I don't know. We'd never see what it is. Yeah. So I'm like, is this a like a masala mix? Like what is it? Drugs? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like is what it is it? A traditional like thing? Or yeah. are you just you got some good sugar on you? Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> is it stevia? Who knows? Yeah. But <laughs> Um, Jay asks if, you know, if that's his business, if he's in coffee, but Aryan says it's actually coins. He collects them. And Jay says, ah, so you're after money. You know, I was actually just thinking about coins. My grandfather used to give me a coin every Sunday and, uh, tell me to go, you know, have a blast. And Jay says that one of his coins looked, you know, like the one that his grandfather gave him because, uh. Aryan shows him like some coins in his wallet Mm -hmm. and he says, oh, that's a rare coin. And then he actually gives it to Jay to keep. And he asks Jay what his business is. And he says that he's a writer. He writes all kinds of stories. And right now they're a story too, you know, two Indians, 10,000 miles from home, coffee, conversation. And Aryan is like, oh, what about a heroine though? Every great story has a heroine. And Jay says there is one, but I don't know where she is or what she's doing. And that's when Aryan gets a call from Suneri, says that she's running a few hours late and asks, you know, to meet back at the villa later. And he says yes. And then Aryan says, you know, why are stories always incomplete without women? And Jay says, because life without women is no life at all. Everyone needs someone. And I'm like, why don't you tell that to your wife? Right? Who you're taking for granted. With her swan ankles, her pregnant tummy, like, Mm -hmm. just waiting for her husband to come back from Brazil. 
And he's like, God, I have to cook her fish again, even though she's birthing my child, but whatever. Right. So Arian says that he used to think differently, but now he agrees with him. Everyone does need someone. Mm-hmm. And that's when Jay gets a call from Sinari saying that she you know, has a few hours free. She can meet with him. So he's like, okay, same usual place, one hour. So Arian is like, ah, girls, what are you going to do? <laughs> and Jay thanks him for the coin and suggests that next time they meet, they should have something else to drink. And Arian says, definitely, if they meet again. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we go to the marina where Sunari meets up with Jay and says that she can recognize Mr. A now because she has seen his real face. Mm. And Jay is like, takes one thief to know another. But she tells him Aryan is not just a thief. And Jay's like, oh, nice name and his son sign. And he says, get this straight. You know, to me, that man is just a thief. And he asks Sunari, Sunari for confirmation that she's going to help nab him. Because it's looking a little fishy right now. But she tells him, of course, you know, he asked her to get to know him. And Jay tells her that she's supposed to get to know him, not get a life with him. And Jay tells her he can sense Aryan is going to strike again soon. And Sunari asks for once, if she helps him nab Aryan, she'll be free. Like, Mm. for, you know, keeps. But he tells her, I'll think about that later. And she tells Jay that even though Aryan is a thief, she can trust him. And Jay tells her she'll have to choose a thief she can trust or a cop she can't. Mm. And he tells her to leave and reminds her that she's Arian's biggest weakness and his biggest strength. He is counting on her. Meanwhile, after Sunari leaves, we see Ali behind just paddling in a raft (laughs) on the water. shocked at what he's seen and we hear this song playing about betrayal the the relationship between jay and Sinari is very hades and meg from hercules very much she's trapped mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we cut to jay driving ali to the airport because ali is so hurt by the fact that jay was secretly working with Sinari and didn't clue him in that um He's now quitting. <laughs> so sure. He's like, now you found a girl. I'm going home. You were like a brother to me, but you don't respect me. And Jay is like, if I didn't respect you, why would I have brought you here? And he's like, oh, because you just think that I'm a jester. Like, bring Ali along. He'll make everybody laugh. A little bit. Yeah, you know, partially. He's like, yeah, you're just going to rely on Sunari to do all the work. And then Manali, who's just like chilling in the back of this car, is like, Ali, you look so nice with a cap on. <laughs> and <laughs> Ali is like, see, she barely even knows me and she cares for me. Not like you. And Jay says that he wanted them to catch this thief together. But unfortunately, Mr. A has already seen Ali's face, so he needed to involve somebody else. He says that he wants Ali to be the one to arrest him and get the medal and the promotion. He'll get married and have kids and the whole world will look up to him. But he doesn't know if his dreams will come true. And Ali is touched to hear that, like, 
Jay's dreams were for him. And Jay says that Ali is the one who taught him how to dream. So Ali hugs Jay and immediately Manali is like, hello, somebody hug me too. And I'm like, they're having a moment. They're having a bromant. Leave them be. (laughs) But Jay then takes a turn back to Copacabana and we see Ali on the back of the Jeep hugging Manali while this song about friendship plays in the background. So all is well. (laughs) We go to a museum. Ariane and Suneri are walking around And Arian tells her that this is their next robbery. But she's like, what are we robbing? Like, this looks kind of small. And it's a huge dinosaur model. Like, Mm -hmm. it's mostly – it looks like a history museum, so it's mostly very big artifacts. And then Arian brings her over to another exhibit. It's some very rare coins And tells her that these are the very first coins made by humans. The first ever, and they're priceless. Wow. Suneri isn't convinced and thinks she could get these on the streets of Bombay. But he tells her the starting bid would be 150 crores, which is like $1.5 billion. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because I guess crores is like a million Wow. So maybe it's 1.5 billion rupees. It's a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) And Aryan asks her what she's decided. And Sunari asks when. And he tells her tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. So we then go to this carnival and we see uh, Sunari and Jay there. There's all these elaborate costumes around. There's a parade. There's dancing, music. But Jay, being Mr. Grumpy, looks like he wants to die. And Jay tells Sanary to notify him when Aryan strikes. And she asks how. And he sends her this little button and says, just press this and I'll do the rest. So Sanary takes the button and they leave. But then we zoom in on one of the carnival people with face paint like a clown and a top hat. <laughs> And I just loved, like, cutting to him in the clown makeup. Yeah, it's Finding out that he's been betrayed. It was chef's kiss. So it is, mm-hmm. in case you haven't guessed, it is Aryan, And he now knows that she's double-crossed him. Yes. So we go back to the beautiful house. And she flashes back to when she and Aryan met in their agreement. The moment on the terrace, jumping off the cliff. Just their time together while she's been training and Aryan saying, I trust you. And that's when Aryan walks in and asks what she's up to. And Sunari snaps out of it and she's like, oh, I was just making coffee. So he offers to make some coffee for her and he asks her what she would feel if he was to die. And then he's like, oh, that's a stupid question. Like we all have to die someday. But what if I died tomorrow? (laughs) He is acting very unhinged. It is really scary. (laughs) He's acting really unhinged. And Suneri is like, I don't know why you would ask that. You're the best. And he admits that for the first time, he is thinking about what will happen tomorrow and asks her what she thinks. But she tells him, you know, Suneri lives life one day at a time. And he says that's what he likes about her. 
He can't live his life to the fullest. All he does is think, but like, look at her. And he tells her no more boring stuff. Let's live life to the fullest. Let's party. Mm. Someone's acting very erratic. So we cut to this big party where Ali and Manali are dancing. Jay is just, you know, skulking around. And that's when he notices across the way. Sonari and Ariane. And this is where he's wearing or where wow. she's wearing that like blue, like monokini like tankini, yeah, moment yeah. into like a monokini God, what I forgot about the monokini. Haven't seen one of those yeah. in years. But he sees them canoodling. Ariane is whispering in her ear. She's very hee hee. So she walks away and Aryan is walking forward. And as, you know, Jay watches him walking forward, we see all the different disguises, the queen, the janitor, the nerd of the movies, the coin collector. And we hear, dun, 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 dun. So Jay goes up to the bar and he is met by Aryan, who, and like Jay does introduce himself as, Jay Dixit, ACP, Mumbai Police, real name, real job. And Aryan passes him a napkin with his A symbol on it and tells him that Aryan is his true name and surely he knows what his job is. Mm-hmm. Jay says he's been chasing him for a long time. And I'm like, it's been a week, but sure. And Aryan says, well, when you're the one chasing, I have to run. You know, I like being chased. And Jay asks if he ever, you know, considered giving up robbing. But Aryan says that, you know, if all robbers gave it up, then what would the cops do? Mm. He says that everybody needs a job to survive. But Jay asks, what's the use if the job kills you? And Jay says he'll feel bad if he kills him. But Aryan says if he doesn't get killed, like, will he have to kill Jay? And Jay says that they'll both just have to do their jobs but a man's work becomes his destiny and Aryan's isn't looking too good. Jay is having a serious existential mm-hmm. existential crisis right now. Yeah. He's like, maybe I don't believe in the law. Mm. And Aryan tells him not to be too sure. Jay appreciates his confidence and Aryan admits that he actually likes Jay and they cheers to the best man winning. Aryan asks how they'll determine the winner and Jay suggests they use his father's method. He holds up the coin that Aryan gave him and tells him it's his coin, but the win will be his. So he flips the coin and as it is spinning up in the air, we cut to all these different performers at the party and Aryan and Suneri come together and start dancing for our next musical number. Aryan sings about how falling in love with the heartbroken will only bring heartache. So true, Queen. Oh my God. No, it's pretty intense. And he knows now that love takes your life away. And it's like, doom, doom, just take, take my, my life. Doom, 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 just break my heart. Doom, doom, just tear apart. <laughs> and that was really catchy. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Ali comes over to Jay and dances. But Jay is very stoic per usual and just pushes him away. And what a wet blanket. I know. <laughs> And Manali kisses him on the cheek and, like, wraps her boa around him. And Sunari sings about being in love and how she hopes it never ends. Ali also sings to Manali about being in love with her. 
the energy in the song is just very, very high. Mm-hmm. Jay does end up limboing under <laughs> a fiery rope. Yeah. And then joins in the dance as well. And we see this like side by side by side by side with all five main characters kind of just like walking mm-hmm. with like a green – not a green screen in the background, but like – Yeah, the, the colors know, like, around them. Yeah, yeah, it almost looks like a screensaver of sorts, mm-hmm. but – very 2000s, and Jay sings about how this moment may never come again. While Manali sings about love and how it'll take you far, and she walks to Ali and he embraces her. And it's like, I don't know, what's the melody here? It's like, love takes your life away, come take my life. I can't remember what the melody is, but yeah. powerful words. Mm-hmm. Then we see shirtless Arian just nailing the dance moves. It's a great song. So the next day, we have the most dramatic scene in the movie. Yes. <laughs> so Arian is standing outside of this gigantic modern mansion admiring the day and tells Sonari it's a perfect day, perfect betrayal, perfect death. And then he holds up a gun And she's like, why are you saying all of this? And he says, oh, do I have to take permission to talk to you from Jay Dixit? And she's like, you have to understand it isn't what you think. And he asked her to explain because it seems to him like she's a plant who's helping Jay. And he asks her if the roles were reversed, would she trust him? And she says no. And Aryan says that a bullet and a gun are like partners. Wherever the bullet hits, it takes away life. He then puts one single bullet in his revolver and loads it and tells Sinari <sighs> that only she can take his life, not Jay. And he hands her the gun and tells her that she has to shoot him. What? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Tell me your thoughts as the first time viewer watching this scene. So I, unfortunately, like when I was looking for the names of the songs, looked at Wikipedia and was like, because with American movies, they usually like say like, and then we have this song Mm. and then we have that song. Um, And so I read like a little bit too far and it was like, and they passed the revolver back and forth. So I knew there was a revolver Mm. involved but I didn't know that this was how it was going to play out. So when he's like, you have to do it, I was like, first of all, what? Whoa. <laughs> but then later in the scene, when when what happens happens, mm-hmm. was when I was really like, I think I actually audibly gasped. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's a crazy scene. And they are like mm-hmm. both so in it. Yeah. The, the tears in her eyes, I'm like, oh, my God. So Sonari says that she can't shoot him, but he insists that after every betrayal, someone has to die. And she suggests that she dies because she's the one who betrayed him. And Aryan picks up the gun, points it at her, shoots. No bullet. Mm. So she's safe this round. And he says, okay, now it's your turn. And she's shocked because she just saw her life flash before her eyes. 
and doesn't want to pick up the gun, but Ariane yells at her, do it! And she like quickly picks it up, shoots it at him, click, no bullet. So she like shakes and she puts the gun down and then he picks it up, points it at her, shoots again, but it's another plank. And she's like, why are you doing this? And he says that everything has an end to it. So he puts the gun in her hand and puts it on his forehead and tells her that this is the result of what she's done. And I'm like, that's crazy. It's <laughs> so intense. And also, if you aren't familiar with the revolver, it has six openings mm-hmm. for like casing. Yeah. So like this is the sixth shot. Like, you know, there's one bullet in the gun. Oh, no, I think this there's one. Be... There's one more. This is the fifth one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is the fifth one. Yeah. But it's it's crazy to be like, because of what you've done, you are going to put a bullet in my head and I'm holding your hand as you're holding the gun. Like, that's crazy. So she's crying and asks him not to make her do this, but he says you can't escape. And he, like, pulls the trigger. Like, he makes her finger pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. But it's another blank. So Arian lifts the gun up to Sonari And she tells him for the first time she's not afraid of death. Death is here wearing his face. Then Sunari is okay. She's referring to herself in the third person. She's like, then Sunari is okay, like forever. And Aryan clicks the gun for the last time. No bullet. He tells Sunari that he's changed his face many times to cheat this world but she's changed his world and it's only right to die in front of her. And he asks Sunari not to let him down at this stage and she tells him she'd rather die, but won't betray him. Oh, so this is the last one. Yeah. This is the very last one. So she holds the gun up, tells him I love you, then tries to shoot herself. But it turns out Arian was holding the bullet the whole time. The mind games. It reminds me of the last season of Euphoria when Nate and Maddie, like Nate comes in, he has like a gun and he pretends to like load it and shoot it, but he never loaded it. And he's just like being a a psycho. Yeah. So very similar, but Arian tells her she can't take her life because it belongs to him. And she tells him she hates him. And he says, I know. And that is when they finally kiss. Mm-hmm. After this absolute mind fuckery, yeah. that's when they have their first kiss. It's super intense. Like, they're both shaking and, like, crying. And mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of controversy about this when this movie came out, about this kiss. Because really? it's not, like, the first time that people have kissed in a Bollywood movie. Like, it, it's happened, but it, it didn't really happen, like, that often. But it was, like, mostly a big controversy because she had just gotten engaged to the guy who plays Jay. Like, that's her husband. No way. Yeah, they're they're married. I believe they're still married. Um, but, yeah, she had just gotten engaged and, like, his family was not happy about her, like, kissing another man on screen. And it was, like, a huge controversy about it. And, like, Whoa. yeah, there was a lot of chatter. So. That's intense. Yeah. Then Arian asks Sunari how far she would go with him, and she tells him 
she's his shadow, and shadows can only follow silently. Then he makes a joke about her being silent. He's like, you silent? And he has tears in his eyes. Oh, my gosh. See, like, the the level of drama. Yeah. Unmatched. So after that emotional roller coaster, uh, we get back to the heist. <laughs> so. Forgot about that. Yeah. That's still happening. That's what we're doing today. The climax of the movie has already occurred first for me. We, first we have, you know, some emotional torture, and now we have to go and rob so it's a children's day at the museum and jay tells ali that you know no special arrangements have been made it should be a day like any other like don't stop any tourists or anything and it did make me wonder like they don't have jurisdiction here like are they working with the rio police right i was like this is a job for the fbi i thought yeah like if it's federal like because he's traveled and I, or not even FBI, like, I don't know. He's just like a Mumbai police officer. Yeah, I'm like, can a police, can an assistant commissioner yeah. just travel to another country and take over a mission? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> but it, we, it doesn't make sense. We throw it away, we throw forget it away. about it. <laughs> yeah. So Jay just hopes that Sanari will bring Aryan to her. And then we pan over because it's Children's Day. They have some performers. They have Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And we see that the last two dwarves are, in fact, Aryan and Suneri in disguise. So Ali tells Jay that everything looks safe and sound. You know, they've also concealed all weapons because there are children everywhere. They don't want to be, like, shooting guns all over the place. Right. And that's when Aryan reaches over and grabs his little bag and tosses it on the ground where, like, a bunch of bugs start crawling out. Nasty as hell. The bugs are crawling <laughs> up the kid's legs. So immediately everybody starts screaming and running and the entire exhibit just devolves into chaos. Jay tells Ali to pull the alarm, clear everybody out, and you know, make sure you check everybody. So Ali goes over to the other guards. He's like, search all the adults, let the children go. This is an important detail. So Jay tries to call Suneri, but her phone is off. We then see Aryan and Suneri following the crowd of children in their disguises. And the coins are gone. <gasps> With A's signature throwing star in its place. So Ali goes back to Jay. He tells him, yeah, everybody's been searched. There's nothing, you know, except for the kids, of course. And Jay is like, what do you mean, the kids? And he looks over and he's like, wait, why does Snow White only have five dwarves? Oopsies. Mm -hmm. I do have to wonder, like, how did they... Did they get a job? Like, shorten themselves to blend in with the children? Are they just on their knees? Like the logistics no of it doesn't make sense, but we we throw it away. We throw forget it about away. it. <laughs> so they all drive back to Aryan's house, but they're already gone. They've deserted it. The phone rings and it's Sunari, and she tells him he asked if she would pick the cop or the thief. She's made up her mind. And Jay says he's coming for her and asks her to hide somewhere safe. Once he's done with them, they're all done for. All right. 
So Aryan and Sonari are driving away on a motorcycle as they are being pursued by helicopter. They rev up and they go under this tunnel, but the helicopter lands in front of the tunnel and it lets Ali and Jay out. So Ali and Jay chase Aryan Sonari in the tunnel. So Aryan shoots this trailer off of a truck that's blocking the tunnel, but they're able to stop him just in time and drive around the obstacle. Then Aryan turns around on the bike and has Sunari drive while he tries to shoot at Jay and Ali. And they make it to the end of the tunnel and they use this ramp to jump over the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Sunari also drops a bomb, which blows up the helicopter. Incredible. So once they're out, Sunari gets on another bike they have, you know, prepped and ready to go out in the field. They split up and they drive in opposite directions. Jay and Ali also emerge from the flames, and they <laughs> split up too. Jay chases Aryan, and Aryan like stops very abruptly, which causes Jay to like jump over him on his motorbike. They come face to face. They rev their engines. They start driving towards each other, but at the last second, Aryan like swerves, and he ends up driving off of a cliff. But luckily. Man's got a parachute. He was prepared. Always keep that motherfucking parachute on you. That's right. But you know who doesn't have a parachute? Jay. But that doesn't stop him. He just fucking raw dogs jumping off of that (laughs) cliff. (laughs) And thankfully for him, manages to like gear himself in the right line to like land perfectly on Aryan. So now he's like koala bearing Aryan while they're both using this parachute and they land Mm -hmm. on this like edge of a a waterfall below. So Ali fires into the air and we see that he is also there and he has captured Suneri. And Jay tells Aryan that this is the end. Let's go now. And Aryan takes this moment. He's like, have you ever loved someone deeply? And Jay is like, all right, start walking. And he's like, if you can love someone enough to take their life. And I'm like, doom, doom, just take my life. Doom, doom, <laughs> just break, break my, my heart. heart. And Jay tells him he doesn't care. But if he loves himself, start walking. And Aryan looks at Sunari. And asks if you can love someone enough to take their life. And Sunari fires three shots at Arian and he (gasps) falls off the cliff. Oh my god. Jay puts up his gun to Sunari's head and asks why. And she tells him that she loved him. Jay tells Sunari to get lost. Her punishment is her life alone. She'll never betray anyone not even herself. And Ali and Jay leave while Sunari just stares off the cliff. Wow. We flash forward six months later. We see Sunari serving people in a restaurant somewhere in the Fiji Islands. Wearing some stilettos. Yeah, just having a blast. She's like, here's your burger with pickles. I'll get your chicken and vegetables. She go back into the kitchen to grab an order and says, funny guy. Oh my <gasps> God, Aryan is the cook. He's still alive. 
Are you kidding me? He was carrying a parachute and a bulletproof vest. Mm-hmm. Apparently. He must have been so hot and weighed down. <laughs> no wonder she's like, don't you get hot and all this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, hey, where's my order? And he says, the cook is on strike because my contract clearly states that I should get a kiss every half hour. And it's been over an hour now and no uh. kiss. Where's my hug? <laughs> Where's my hug? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And she says, I'm not that kind of girl. And he says, well, there's only one way to find out. And they start canoodling, a little kiss on the neck, a little kiss on the cheek. But then they hear, like, what we hear is the... But... I assume that they don't hear that whistling. They just hear something else. It's like something's wrong. Yeah. So they walk out into the restaurant and see it's completely empty. All the guests have cleared out. Except in the corner, Jay is playing pool. <gasps> so he walks over the, to the counter and he asks, if you can love someone enough to take your life. I don't think so. They serve him a beer and Jay says that the day that all this went down, Sonari gift-wrapped his life in that bullet. And, you know, he actually felt bad when he was falling off that cliff and thought, wow, what a great love story. But then he thought, what crap? <laughs> and that's why he let Sonari go, because he knew that she would lead him to Aryan. And he's waited in this town for six months. <laughs> So his baby has definitely been is born. Is the baby born? Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. He's been just sitting in this town in Fiji for six months on, you know, the Indian taxpayer's dollars <laughs> waiting for the next robbery. He's like, I've been waiting around in <laughs> Fiji. Yeah. Having a terrible time. Wham, wham. He probably was having a terrible time. Yeah. Honestly, he's such a grump. <laughs> Bad mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he wanted to come over personally and ask if he's changed his signature because he hasn't heard a peep. But Aryan says that he's the one who's changed, but Jay hasn't. He knew that Jay would, you know, be in search of them someday. And so he says that all the data from the robberies, all the locker codes, all the everything is in this watch. And he hands it over. At this moment, Josh goes, how? <laughs> yeah, as a watch industry professionals, would love to hear your takes. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I don't know, maybe there's like it's clearly not like a watch watch, but it was just like really funny that off grip he was just like, how? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's probably a, a thumb drive in the shape yeah. of a watch. <laughs> Yeah. It's a thumb drive with wrist straps. Yeah. So. <laughs> Computer with wrist straps. So Jay takes the watch and Arian is like, well, how should we get to the airport? Should we take your car or mine? And that's when two women come into the restaurant and are like, hey, are you still open? And Jay says, of course. <gasps> this place will always be open. And they're like, what? And Jay tells them that for the world, Mr. A is dead. He's going to let them go because it's a love story, but he'll be watching. 
He then says, I don't even understand really what this, this line means. This is a really bad it's, subtitle. Yeah, it's got to be a, a poor translation. So if anybody speaks Hindi and like can let us know what this means. That'd be awesome. But the, the English translation says, the lover will die with great pomp. Which means nothing. I don't. It doesn't mean anything. I don't know if they meant like with great pomp and circumstance, like the lover will die. I guess with like the big drama. Yeah, I don't know. But we throw it away. We move on, mm-hmm. and he then is like, "Oh, for the beer," and gives him the coin that Aryan had initially given him. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. The girls sit down, and Aryan looks at Sinari and says, "Well." Open the beers yourself. I'm still on strike. <laughs> and she like rolls her eyes and she's like, funny guy. Aww. So Jay then walks down the beach where he gets a call from Ali, who's been relaxing with Manali on the beach for the past six months. And he's like, please <laughs> curse me in Hindi. I'm missing home so much. Nobody has cursed me in like six months. And Jay says, pack your bags and get back to India now. We have our next case. Then in the credit sequence, we have another amazing choreographed uh, number featuring Ashwarya Rai this time to Doomachale. Amazing. And that's Doom 2, baby. Wow. What a film. How exciting. It is. It's just like fucking spin after turn after plot twist after musical number after chase sequence like you can't be bored for a single second in this movie you really can't be especially when the energy is like that electric and Mm -hmm. i feel like the biggest contrast to american movies is that there are a lot of like very uh, quiet scenes in American mm-hmm. movies and very like low-key like slice of life moments yeah but the movie was so just like bright and like whimsical or mm-hmm. like daring or emotional like it was really like channeling um something new every scene yeah I was like how will this wrap up how yeah, I like that they're not afraid to go into the melodrama, mm-hmm. not afraid. Like, there's lovely little comedic moments. We have lots of great jokes in there. And, yeah, I just love that it's so campy. Definitely. There's also um, a ton of, like, Easter eggs about what's going to happen later. Like, mm-hmm. take my life, tear, like, break my heart. And I'm like, in the end, it was... Like, can you love someone enough to take their life? And yeah, just this whirlwind love. And also, we don't see their kiss until almost the end of the movie, too. Mm-hmm. So it's this, like, burning love that occurs. But it's yeah, very... Yeah, there's so much chemistry between them. Yeah. But they don't need to overdo it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, we can see them growing closer and closer. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent thriller movie. I feel like in that regard compared to like Scott Pilgrim versus the world where there was a lot of like punch, punch, fight, fight. And granted, it's like from a comic book, but yeah, there was a lot of action here with notably less like fight, fight scenes. Yeah. Um, for those who, who haven't listened to our Scott Pilgrim episode out now on Patreon, um, I talked about how I have like 
fight scene blindness where whenever a fight scene is happening i just like completely check out and i can't even like pay attention to what's happening i just am like just tell me who wins because i don't really care (laughs) about the fight scene so i did appreciate that the there's only really like one hand-to-hand combat scene in this movie and it's Mm -hmm. pretty short and even the shootouts are not very long either so we just kind of like get right back into the story and how it develops but yeah i think we have like a really interesting group of characters i i love like we talked about in saint trinian's last week like a heist like an espionage Mm. kind of thing it's so fun yeah i really want to watch Doom three. See what that's yeah, about. Yeah, I've not I've not seen Doom three. I don't know if any of the same cast return though. Oh yeah, I don't know. I know that Ali, as we mentioned earlier, Ali and J- Jay, those actors are in the first one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about the third one. Okay, it looks like Ali is there, and so is Jay. But I think those are the only ones. Hmm. No Manali? No. When a revenge-driven circus entertainer threatens to bleed a Chicago-based banking giant dry, an Indian policeman must swing into action with an eccentric sidekick to save the day. Whoa. 2013 is when that came out. How exciting. Definitely want to check that out. I'm like, the circus Mm -hmm. is involved? What's the deal? We're in Chicago? Yeah. How does he have jurisdiction there? Who's to say? We throw it away. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It definitely also is a different form of camp than what I've seen before where it's like Wes Anderson is campy or Mm. like the Barbie movie. It's much more like we're really just playing off of emotions Mm -hmm. and adding like – very just actionable scenes, every twist and turn. Yeah. Um, And it kind of just like jumps off the screen. Yeah. And the music is so good. Yeah. Like I listen to it frequently because (laughs) it fucking pops off. And like I want to give all the flowers to all of the background dancers in this movie. Definitely. Because they really popped off. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone is super strong. The performances are very strong. The singing, um, whoever's doing the singing, very good. Mm -hmm. And I thought it just all came together really well, like, for the total package of the movie. Yeah. And it's also on the shorter end for a Bollywood movie. Like, a lot of them are (laughs) three hours plus. This one is two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, the pacing is, is really great. I agree. Yeah. And if anyone has any recommendations for Bollywood movies, send them our way. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. I did look into if we could do Bride and Prejudice, but unfortunately, some struck companies are involved. So we can't do Bride and Prejudice, but who's to say we won't do another one? Is the woman who plays Shanali? Suneri, like Ashwarya Rai, who plays okay. uh, Suneri, is in that. Suneri, well. okay, yeah. yeah. Well, shall we give Doom 2 a rating? I want to give it like 7.5 or an 8. Mm-hmm. It's not like my new favorite film. Yeah. But it's definitely entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like 
and I really enjoyed watching it. I could definitely see myself watching it again. Yeah. I yeah, I was gonna give it like an eight. I always have a good time when I watch it. Yeah, can't can't recommend it enough. Can't hate on it. Yeah. Can't hate on it. But yeah, if you if you do speak Hindi and like you have any thoughts or opinions or anything we might have missed in the yeah. English translation, please DM us. I would love would love to hear. Yes, absolutely. And if you want more content from us before our next episode, you can always follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us Pod. You can send us a good old fashioned email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. That's it. <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. Or you can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. As always, our Patreon is linked in the show notes and in the link in our bio on any social media. So if you want to check that out, feel free. And we will see you next week for another movie. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.